0: is it's always game day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We are back on it's always game day in Cincinnati. The mailbag will be later this week, but one of the thoughts I had this morning when it's bye week, your team is off it's stress-free football. What do you want to see the second half of the season for the Cincinnati Bengals besides wins, of course? So I'll start with Joe Goodberry, one of a friend of the show, I would consider. He said, a balance between the run game and pass. This doesn't mean 50-50, but an offense that complements both the run and the pass and uses it eff- efficiently. I think we can all agree. I mean, even just after this past Panthers game, if we see just a, a sample size of that run game, even if Jamar Chase is out for the next game or the next two games and he really does come back for the Chiefs game, which will be the four games missed, I think that's what you want to see out of this offense. And if both run effectively, they would, I would consider them one of the top offenses in the AFC, because even some of the teams who sit six and three right now, they don't have a run game. They can't get a run game going either, but nobody's really paying full attention to that because they have six wins. They are leading their division right now. They have weapons when it comes to the wide receiver room, And, you know, it's a struggle for a lot of the top offenses right now.
0: You think of Buffalo and everybody wanted them to trade for a running back to fix their running game, even though who knows if that actually works. Yeah. Um, you think of Kansas City and their inability to run the ball. Every time I watch them, by the way, I I think that McKinnon's the best back, but the other guys are young, so they're like, please work, please be good. <laughs> you know, the run game doesn't matter too much when we have Mahomes, but you know, one of you guys, please work. Um, but I think the Bengals run games right on par with them and those teams probably aren't going to have a game as good as the Bengals had running the ball against the Panthers. I guess the chiefs did last year. I can't remember the game, but they ran for like 200 yards and a few touchdowns, but I can't remember the last time the bills have had a run game like that. And maybe they need it too, with Josh Allen's elbow. I mean, that's kind of scary for one of the top teams. Ravens obviously have that run game, but their question for them is more. Can they, pass the ball super efficiently. So I agree with this. I don't think it's like a, you need to take 50, 50 run pass into each game. It's more so like if this defense has a weakness up the middle, like I thought the Browns and they couldn't run the ball, but if you could run the ball on teams that, you know, they don't have good defensive tackles and linebackers. And then when teams don't have an all-star pass rush, you could throw the ball effectively against them. You just make yourself more unguardable. So, that's what the the buck the buccaneers were in about what 2020 when they won the super bowl such a good run game to go with brady evans godwin gronk in the passing game and if you think of that super bowl they ran the ball they ran the heck out of the ball on the chiefs because they knew the chiefs couldn't stop it and that's just when mahomes is getting killed and then he goes three and out and then the bucks go on an eight minute drive back just handing the ball off to leonard Fournette. it's just Oof, so deflating. And then you just limit the uh, opposing team's chances to start getting it right.
1: There was one response on here, and I wanted to bring it up. There's a couple of special teams responses, and it's something we really didn't dive too much into over the last couple of weeks. But it it's a concern when I think of special teams, the Kevin Huber situation. And I think a couple of quotes really were... They stood out from last week, and Darren Simmons talking about they have to do what's best for this team. Look, they're on a break right now. They had a very light practice to end last week. They get back to practice really on Wednesday. They'll get back in the building on Monday, off day Tuesday. Would you feel like this is the best time to make that move? Because one of the things that I've noticed in a lot of games, and, and maybe there wasn't anybody paying attention to this before in past seasons, Drew Chrisman is getting those pregame reps. He's out there practicing, getting that game day feel because that's extremely important. Do you see them making a move after the bye?
0: Um, It's possible because I think you can change that out without it affecting too, too much. Like you don't need to do a whole crazy amount. It's just – it's just a <laughs> Uh But he's also the holder. Yes. So McPherson has been l- worse than we expected, even if he's similar to the regular season last year. So I don't know if you want to make that change. Although I guess that is with Huber holding. So maybe, you know, change the holder because who cares? He's not even kicking that well. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think – i think you have to i just think huber has one of these shanks every game and it hasn't come back to bite them too much because they haven't they haven't had like a fourth quarter where they got a punt it with like four minutes left and that goes 10 yards or something like that there's just like one in the first quarter or the second quarter and it doesn't have a huge effect on the game but that means that can come at a, at a crucial moment and that's what's really scary about it so <clears throat> I feel like Crispin looked good enough as a holder in preseason. I think a lot of this might be how they felt about him in practice, though. Is he missing any holds in practice? And I don't know if any of us know this. Or maybe even Darren Simmons sees, like, he had the laces in. Even though McPherson made it, laces were in. Or he couldn't find the laces on that one when it got snapped to him. Although that is a lot more the long snapper anymore because of this process. It's a whole crazy thing where the long snapper has to know exactly how many turns he's doing as – he sends it back there, so it hits the holder with the laces on his fingers. But still, it's just maybe he doesn't get the high one down as quick or the low one up. Huber is a very good holder, so I think I'd still make the change, but I I don't know how he looks as a holder in practice because to me that's the most important part. I know Huber shanking punts, and that sucks, but if your field goal game is off, that to me is a bit more important for a team that's kicking field goals and extra points more often than they're punting.
1: Over the last, I would say month or so, when the concerns are there for Kevin Huber, I think the Bengals are getting a little bit of criticism because they're like, oh, you're just keeping Kevin Huber because you're familiar with him. He's been here for a long time. Well, Darren Simmons has been here for almost two decades, and this team isn't about, or this this coaching staff isn't about putting you in there because you've been here for a really long time. I mean, you could look at a lot of rookies under Zach Taylor who are getting reps and starting because they're better than some of the vets out there. So I don't agree with that portion of kind of the reaction the Bengals are getting from the coaching staff and some of their moves, but I agree with you. I think right now is the perfect time because the coaching staff has had time to think it over. They probably had internal conversations with Kevin Huber because he is a vet and you know, he's done a lot of great things in Cincinnati, but I still feel like with your special teams having some problems right now and them putting Drew Chrisman out there. And again, it's pregame reps. Who knows if that's even anything to pay attention to right now, but it is something that he's been on the field for over the last few weeks.
0: I would hope that this conversation with Huber goes better than the first time Zach Taylor had to do this with a long-term vet with Andy Dalton and benching mm-hmm. him for Ryan Finley. Cause that seemed to go very poorly. Um, and maybe he's learned from that. He was a young, he still is a young coach, but he was, a, he was, his first year as a head coach. So it's tough to know how to do everything. And I just would hope that long-time vet Kevin Huber, uh, was he, does he have the most games played as Bengal? I,
1: I want to say he does. I think he just hit that mark.
0: Yeah, I think so. So got to treat him with respect, uh, but he's just not getting it done.
1: See, I thought you were going to bring up the conversation with Carlos Dunlap. because No, uh, Carlos kind
0: of that? forced himself into being the backup. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's been kind a of while to think about that. Remember the years? And it was Joe Burrell's rookie year. when. Yeah, James
0: that was Taylor's second year.
1: He's posting, like, this the whiteboard on this. That was just absolutely wild to think about. Zach Taylor's been through through a lot in his first couple years in Cincinnati. Um, I'm going to go with KJ. And, KJ, I don't know how much I'm agreeing with you here. Like, I'm 50-50 because I'm not hammering the offensive line right now. But he says, the season will be determined by how well the O-line performs. If it doesn't get significantly better, I don't see any more than two to three additional wins. For me personally, I feel like the offensive line has been – Oh, okay. I mean, I know the stats you look at. Joe Burrow can't take that many hits. I will always say that. That's last year was too many. Obviously, everybody knows what happened his rookie year. I don't want Joe Burrow to get hit, but I'm not down on the offensive line during the bye week right now.
0: I mean, I think the offensive line is fine. And this is what you get out of a fine offensive line. You get good performances and bad performances. They're not bad because they can still dominate games like against Carolina, but they're not great because they still can get killed like against Cleveland or Pittsburgh or any of those games early Dallas. So this is what a fine offensive line is. I feel like this is what the analytic mind of the, uh, oh, you just need, you know, a fine offensive line. It's like, well, they're kind of fine right now, maybe below average, but fine. It's not terrible. And uh, if you need significantly improved offensive line for more than two, three wins the rest of the year, I don't see that because this team was, they beat those teams last year with the worse offensive line. Um, to me, I, I don't think you need the significant improvement. I think they need to play at the level they're currently at, if not slightly better, you, they can't get worse. And that can happen with injuries and stuff. So I think he's, right in terms of if this offensive line gets worse it's gonna be tough to win more than two or three more games but with the level they're currently at when i think of this team and they were good against to me they were good against the falcons are good against the panthers they're good against the saints they're good against the ravens it's like they had a bad game against the browns but four out of the last five have been pretty good so if they can keep playing around that level i think it's fine they need to figure out because it does seem to be Every time they face a very good pass rusher, that guy is going to get a sack. You need to figure that out.
1: I joked last year, I felt like they were a Riley Reef being healthy away from winning the Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you look what they were, who who Joe had protected him at the Super Bowl uh, compared to, to what they have right now. And I know they didn't win that game, but it was pretty close. Uh, that I, I I agree with your, your stance on the offensive line right now. Of course, I always want it to be better. But um, Chris says the improvement of the young secondary, more playing time for Dax, stay healthy, healthy, healthy. Yes, definitely want to stay healthy. That's a given because they did have health on their side last year. The good news is I'm knocking on wood right now, but they should get good news for DJ Reader coming back. Jamar Chase, I think all eyes are on the next couple weeks of practice. If he's out there this week, I still don't see him going versus Pittsburgh. I really, really don't. I think that that's that's a little bit of a stretch, but uh, all eyes are on that Tennessee game in in less than a couple weeks. So when you think of the secondary, obviously without Cheeto, you're going to get Mike Hilton back. Um, The Dax Hill getting more reps, I get it. And the good news is he was – dressed for their light practice last week after leaving the game early versus the Panthers. What do you think about the secondary going forward against some pretty tough battles?
0: I want to see them be able to communicate and work together at a high level going <clears throat> into the more important, not more important, but the more difficult passing offenses that they're going to face, the Chiefs, the Bills, those games. Uh, want to see them look like a good unit heading into that rather than looking like, Oh, that guy's, you know, boshed assignment, missed assignment, mental error, or just completely um, bust in the coverage. I was trying to think of the word. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, don't want to see too many busts in the coverage. Don't want to see all those things. But if a guy gets dunked on, whatever, if you can force those throws, I think that's a win. And the Dax thing's interesting. I almost feel like is that another shoulder labrum? Because it felt like his shoulder oh, came no. out of place. It's like he's gonna play through it, and then after the season he'll get a surgery. It just feels like this team's had so many of those that I'm like, yeah, maybe that's another one. I don't know.
1: And again uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong, and I'm trying to remember from last year's injuries. T and Logan Wilson had the same injury and played yeah. through it.
0: Yeah. That you and it seemed like Wilson may have done that again with his shoulder, but we don't know. Yeah. Um I had that one. That's why I think of it with my right shoulder. When I played pickup basketball, I tried to swap the ball down from somebody and uh, my hand ended up in between the ball and their body. And he kept going up for his layup. And it just like, Oh, I just felt a giant pop and it came out of place. So I know what that one's like. uh, And it is very much an injury that you don't really, after like the first week or two, you don't really feel it. It can just, it's just the shoulder can come out of place more easily. So that's the danger in it. And that's why common people should get the surgery right away, but you can play through it if you need to at the NFL level.
1: It's absolutely wild to think. And I know we kind of throw this on social media a lot. And I felt like it was after the Jamar Chase injury that they're just built so different when it comes to their tolerance and just playing through this stuff. It's absolutely wild to me. And, and it's going to be crazy. If Jamar Chase does come back, I would say even for the Titans game and finishes the season At a Jamar Chase level to be playing through the injury that he's playing with, because again, not a doctor, I don't know his healing process, what that's like, and I'll never determine on what the outlook looks like for that. But hearing from a lot of people in the medical field who have commented on it and had their breakdown videos of just like, yeah, I mean, athletes can play through this stuff. I'm like, that's insane. That's absolutely and I'm okay with it, but as long as your future is okay, that's where I'm okay with it. I don't want it to impact anything when it comes to the future of that player, you know, especially like yeah. a German Chase, who's 22 years old.
0: Hip labrum tear for him. So we keep talking about these labrums, but to go with that hairline fracture. Uh yeah, everything I've heard about that has also been like he could play through that. He'll he might have to get surgery after the year, but that's for the tear not the bone and everything should be okay for the future so that may be sigh of relief just (laughs) there was the mild fear of just like hip injuries are weird (laughs) but all the doctors were kind of saying like you should be fine and i'm like okay You should be fine.
1: Yeah. No, that's wild. And uh, obviously, again, that's something that we're really going to be paying attention on as they get back to practice over the next few weeks on the return of Jamar Chase. Plenty to get to, but we'll get to it on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati next.